He's blonde and bitchin'. She's sporty and sassy. Together, they're perfectly imperfect. It's Jesse and Jenna's messy podcast. Cheers! <laughs> it's funny because the touch-up makes it worse. Hello, 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 hello. Dan! You're going to have to excuse me right off the bat because I'm laughing at Jesse's face. There. <laughs> I already warned him. Yeah, well, it's true. We were texting about this earlier tonight. We were. We were. <laughs> and I feel so bad because I feel like a lot of our old friends are going to watch this episode and I'm going to look like a fucking tomato. And but I oh, look well. like a lumberjack, so it's great. I mean, it's a good look for all of us, really, at this point. <laughs> well, yes. Mask is in these days, girl. <laughs> it's true. It's very true. Jesse, it's not the redness that I find hilarious because I've seen you after a skin procedure before, but the fact that on Zoom meetings you have a touch-up option yes look prettier and jesse has his on so all i can see <laughs> is the red coming in and then getting touched up and <laughs> that's great okay let's talk about our guests shall we <laughs> now that we've got my malibu trump look out of the way um our guest today is not only actually helping us kick off global pride month but he is also the CEO of a super popular blog you may have heard of called DoTheDaniel.com. And no, even though it sounds like one, it is not a porn site. DoTheDaniel.com is a space for education, entertainment, and general fabulousness. And I know, Dan, that barely scratches the surface, but Dan is our guest today. He's a foodie, a traveler, a businessman. Please welcome my old gal pal, Daniel Reyes. Woo! Hello, 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 everybody. Hello, darling. It has been too long since we've caught up. It has, and I haven't even showed Jenna old pictures from our partying days. Well, it's it funny like, because I was just looking through those, actually. So, you don't, know, yeah, well, know. we both if have thought, ammunition now. Let's, if you thought Jesse was Jenna? today, I'm sure he did uh, not too long ago back in high school, you were orange. That's similar <laughs> color, actually, yeah, yeah. Well, I won't say how long Jesse and I have known each other because that will date us, but let's just say it's been a minute. It's been a minute. It's been a minute. Yes. And you know, I've I've seen uh, I've I've seen you grow up before our very eyes. And I remember Aww. when you started this blog, DoTheDaniel.com, which I'm still convinced you tried to like make it an OnlyFans, and then you pivoted. Like we're all having. Two I did. I did. Well, there's actually like a triple X option as a secret password for the back end. Uh, yeah, it's been almost ten years that I've been doing this now, which is a long time. That's crazy. A very and how, where did the idea come from? Because even ten years ago, blogs were there was a, millions and millions of blogs. So the idea of starting one would be intimidating, I would think. Yeah, for sure. I think when I moved to Toronto, um, I sort of I met my then husband or my then boyfriend now has. However, that works. Oh God, um, I'm glad I, I had I, questions about him. I was like, did they break up? I didn't know. Okay. No. Okay. Well, we can get to that because it's a hot topic. You get it. Um, so we started dating and I met him and he was a blogger and I was like, what the hell is a blogger? And I started going to events and I really enjoyed it. And I launched you the day and it was a food blog and then quickly realized that I wanted to make money. So I transitioned over to lifestyle and then I had at my biggest, I had 12 staff writing for me. So now it's back to just me again, and I'm focusing on, we're focusing on starting a family in a couple of years, and we're just sharing our adventures online. I partner with brands around the world. We get to travel the world, meet celebrities, and do all kinds of fabulous things. I love it. Wow. So, Jesse. 
<laughs> you know, jealousy really knocks the wind out of him sometimes. Well, well no, it's, you know what it is. We've got to get you to Toronto. That's what we've got to do. We got to take uh, yeah. you on the road in an RV and get you here. That's what we got to do. It is. I, I wasn't out of words. It's these goddamn. I can't wait for the pandemic to be over because waiting for delays. And does anyone else have anything to say? Because it's just a mess. And you know, we have had our technological challenges today, girlfriend. We barely record this thing. <laughs> You're welcome, everybody. We're here. We're here. We're here. Yes. So yes. you kind of just answered this, but one of the things I wanted to ask you, and like, tell me to f off if it's too personal, but like, I'm very interested in hearing the business model for blogs because when you look at a lot of blogs, even Perez Hilton, one of the biggest in the world, right? whether you like him or you don't, he's not selling anything. There's not a revenue stream that's obvious to the average person. So how do blogs make money? Is it all advertisers? So it depends, really. I mean, so for lifestyle content creators, as they like to call us, basically what I do is I write and I command an audience. I get my name out there, people start to trust me, and then I track my audience members and how many people are coming to the blog. I then turn around behind the scenes and talk to public relations firms who are sort of like the gatekeepers. Um, let's say, for example, a tequila company wants to get out to X amount of readers a month and they know that Daniel has that many readers. How much is it going to cost or what do we need to work with Daniel on to get us onto his blog? That's kind of how it works behind the scenes. So the world of PR is sort of that like untamed magic behind the, behind the curtain that nobody really knows about as an average consumer, but they sort of are constantly looking for people to talk about their products and their brands. So blogging is like the original Instagram influencer. Oh, I don't even want to talk about those. <laughs> um, but I, listen, everybody's got their platform. Instagram was never really my thing. I like it. It's a part of the job, but my blog is my strongest platform and it always will be. I think the thing with Instagrammers that they don't realize is the minute you hit post, you don't own your image anymore. Instagram does. Oh, so, sorry. Well, you know, but like how, what set do the Daniel apart? Because when you started this, even when you transitioned from food to lifestyle, you must've had a moment of like, what am I doing? Like who even cares? And now you have thousands and thousands of readers every single day. So you must be, first of all, very proud, but I'm just impressed that you achieved that tipping point that a lot of people don't get. I think it's, it comes with a lot of tenacity. I'm going to be really honest. You've known me for a long time, Jesse. I don't like being told no. So when people say like, ah, oh, you're never going to go anywhere with it. I mean, I have to be honest for two and a half years, I worked a full-time job while I was building the blog. So I wasn't able to live off of it from the get go. And even 10 years ago, people weren't really paying anybody. It was all about sort of like, oh, here's a case of Coke. And you're like, cool, thanks. But like nowadays, there's some serious money to be had if you're really tenacious, ambitious, and know what you want to add as a voice to the internet. And I just sort of like scream out into the world and people seem to like what I'm doing. Do you think that maybe Instagram influencers are the reason that you're able to make a living off of it? Because if it wasn't for that competitive market, because I used to do PR and all you have to do, and you know what, it wasn't even long ago that we were radio hosts and people would stick free product into our hands, give us free tickets, and we'd write about it or talk about it for no reason. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I think that's a, that's a really good point, Jenna. I think for me these days, like, I remember going to school and university and learning about, like, journalistic integrity, and this is going to piss off a lot of journalists that are about to watch this, but it doesn't really exist anymore. Because as a journalist, you used to actually not be able to accept gifts. That was just, like that would make you bias, and then therefore you'd be writing about something that you were sort of coerced into writing. Well, a lot of times that's what happens these days, right? And so I love that you're drinking with me, by the way. Cheers. That's <laughs> perfect. Mm -hmm. A really great rosé, by the way, if anyone's interested. Uh, and la femme, I know it very well, actually. Um, I think with Instagrammers, the hard part is that, and I'm sure as you know, you worked in PR, 
In PR, it's like, well, we need one gay guy, we need two black women, and we need a uh, biracial straight couple that live in the burbs. And it's like, it kind of takes a little bit of the authenticity the meat out of the content, right? It's all about like, you're just checking a box, which is challenging to realize that you're just sort of a cog in a system. I mean, I get it. I'll play the game. It's funny because there's actually someone in the industry right now um, that's very much going through the same cycle of content that I went through three years ago. And it's weird to be on the outside looking in now to see that person sort of cycle through the same things that I was doing. But I guess it sort of makes you realize that the media is not really as like, everything's great as you think it's going to be. No, definitely not. There's actually a influencer and is she from Toronto? I can't remember. I think her name was like Fiona. I don't know. I saw her last night on the news when I was okay. through it and she's on blast right now because she's an Instagram influencer. Also, she's a writer journalist and there's a video of her asking a guy who's like putting boards up. Oh on my God. No, I saw this. Yeah. She goes up and asks the guy to like hold the machine he's using to like put the, like the nail gun or whatever. And she mm -hmm. just takes the picture, gives it back to him and goes, thank you very much. Runs, gets into her Mercedes with her camera guy and is like, Good work, guys. BLM. And everyone's like, what? This isn't a photo opportunity. I mean, this is happening a lot right now, right? And I think that it's time that the internet steps up and sort of calls people out for this shit. You know what I mean? It sounds awful to say. I actually, unfortunately, have gotten myself into a little bit of hot water during all of this because I called out someone on a social media platform and he posted something extremely racist. And I called him out for it. Well, it since has gone very, 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 very viral on this platform. And this person is sort of like calling for mercy. But I think it's 2020 in the current world that we live in and with the political world that we're living in and what needs to happen for change. I'm sorry, I'm not sorry. You know what I mean? And that, that specific influencer as well, she should be called out. That's, you're being fraudulent. You're using a political movement for your own gains. Not right. okay. And that's kind of the whole point of this movement right now is it is time to call out all racist acts. You yeah. know, whether that's amongst your peers or whether that's in within the police force. Like, that's the thing is everyone needs to start holding people accountable for the racist things that they're saying and doing. And unfortunately, an Instagram influencer is only on Instagram. It's not that deep. A blog, right. you get to sit down and you write out your thoughts and feelings. Instagram, you show it in a picture. It's, yeah. It's, I mean, I think that there's definitely pros and cons to both. Um, I am turning right now to a lot of my uh, content creators that are people of color and I'm looking to them and what they're creating and I want to hear their voice. And I'm really trying to use the Do The Daniel platform to amplify everything that they have to say. I'm really shutting my mouth. It's not my place. Um, but I want to sort of add to the conversation and help, help people get their voices out there. So, um, I mean, former staff members of mine that are people of color that are saying what they need to say, I've offered the platform free off, off to them. However they want to use it, they can have it. Because I think now more than ever, it's a time for us to really add to this conversation. You're right. You've got, I mean, I am disgusted by what I'm seeing from the police across the United States of America. It's, it's awful. And if this doesn't change, how is the world ever going to get better? You know what I mean? Um, the thing I've been loving so much about calling people out is all the little white Twinkie porn stars. Have you seen this? It's all oh, yeah. its own pandemic. All these white Twinkie porn stars are posting videos being like, black guys have been mean to me my whole life. And it's like, not the I time, mean, bitch. Literally, like, take their social media accounts away. Take them away. And they are. Take them away. They're losing their jobs. And, and it's just... Yeah. It's, it's, it's refreshing to see all these guys that have been so jealous of their abs for years. It's like, now you're fine. You <laughs> racist mean, pieces. Jesse, 
Let's be honest. I love bread. I'm never going to have abs again. I had them when we were friends and they're gone. They're just <laughs> gone. Bread and wine. That's the <sighs> way to go these days. I'm telling you. You do. Um, you're right. It, it's, I think it's important to call people out. Yeah. End of discussion. That's really what it comes down to. And if you don't know what to say as a white person, this is my biggest piece of advice. If you don't know what to say, educate yourself. Don't ask your black friends. Because it's kind of like inherent racism is something that we all have as white people and inherent white privilege. And we don't even realize it. And then to turn to inflict the, the pain onto people and ask them for the solution, that's fucked up. You know what I mean? You got to sort of do the work yourself as a white person and really look inwards and be uncomfortable with what that feels like. I Otherwise, always think right now is a time for anyone who isn't black right now. And yes, other races are discriminated against. I've been discriminated against. It happens. But right now, that's it's their movement. Black Lives yeah. Matter right now. And our job is to be their hype man. Our yeah. job is to shield them from things and to lift them up and give them platforms like you're doing. A hundred percent. And I'm just one tiny little baby piece. You know what I mean? I will happily continue this fight because I hope it doesn't stop. I mean, something that um, Johnny Sibili, a really famous content creator, said online is that let's never forget that Pride started with a riot. And that's, right. that's really important. And especially for Pride Month, for the gay community to remember, we've been through this. We've done this. We now need to help. Right. And I mean, Jesse, you and I can go on, uh, on, on forever about this, but like even within the gay community, there's such prejudice and racism and it's really bad sometimes. Right. So we have a lot of work to do internally as a community as well, I think. Yeah. And you made a good point just there when you talk about not asking black people, because I think even I might ask a black friend if I had questions, but it's the same as people turning to us and saying, why do you have a pride parade? We don't have a straight pride parade. <laughs> yeah, How many times have we got that? exactly right. Yeah. That's exactly what it's like. So, yeah. Uh, and you do have a very diverse lineup of writers. If you go to do the Daniel.com and look at the About Us, meet the team, um, I was very impressed how it's, you don't have two, you're like the only white gay guy, or maybe not, but yeah. you know what I mean? There's, you're very, you cross the whole rainbow there. And I think it's always been important to have different voices um, and different experiences. I know who I am and I didn't want sort of like a carbon copy, like a view panel, you know what I mean? In the days of Barbara Walters, like the whoopee days of the view are much better. They're much more diverse. That's kind of what I'm hoping for. You know what yeah. I mean? Having a little bit more authenticity to things. Yeah. I just find them too like intentionally diverse. Like it's so typical. Like I even think of ones we have in Canada, like the social and it's like, okay, here is your Asian chick and here is your black chick and here's your token white and here's, and it's like, let's just start selecting people based on like their, their general skills. And I don't know, it just seems so manufactured for the sake of appeasing audiences, not because they really do want to hire a diverse cast. And I completely agree. I think the, the hard thing is television's actually a really challenging industry. Um, and I remember when I first started blogging, I'm kind of, I liken myself to the human accordion. And I mean that by, I can put an on and drop weight really quickly. So I go, ha, 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 <laughs> like a lot. Um, and I remember I was pitching a television segment and the producer looked me flat in the face and they were like, yep, lose 30 pounds and then you'll be just gay enough and just thin enough for TV. And I was like, excuse me? And, but that's just the world that we live in. And it's sad to say that to change that is almost just as hard as to change the way that Black Lives Matter is fighting for their fighting for their rights. You know what I mean? Like television is so typecast. It's all about who you are and you're going to fit into this little box. It sucks. Do you think I'm thin enough? 
I don't know. I'm just kidding, honey. You look gorgeous. You've looked gorgeous for fucking years. Don't even come for me right now. I'm not, I'm not. You look gorgeous too. We all do. We well, should thanks. start our own show. I'm really fine. You know, I have wigs now. Um, there's drag content coming to the blog this month. A lot of things are going to change for people who are reading the blog this month. Oh, we'll see. Nice tease. You know, but what were you going to say? What were you going to say? Oh, I was just going to say, I'm like, we're going to be doing a lot of drag content and supporting drag queens this month. We're stuck at home and can't perform. So a lot of really cool stuff coming for Pride Month that I'm working on. And I'm, I'm excited for it. Woo, Pride Month. It, well, you're changing a lot. I know, um, you know, blogging isn't the only thing now. You're also doing consulting. And yes. that's a big word that gets thrown around in the radio industry that Jenna and I have talked about a lot. <laughs> yes. And, um, so and you hate them. <laughs> oh my god it's always can i pick your brain can can we talk over coffee i'd love to hear your thoughts on yeah, but that's exactly it but is it like because businesses and brands are looking to consult with how to pivot amid like covid19 or were you consulting before this too so i was consulting before it actually um when my previous business partner Catherine, was still working for the blog she now has her own it's called Catherine's cabinet you guys should go check it out if all health and wellness good stuff um what we were doing was actually helping small influencers sort of structure themselves and build themselves into small businesses so that they could pitch to be bigger. Um, so that was really important for us. And then we were also consulting on like social media strategy, uh, event management, and just all around sort of influencer content strategy so that we could offer firsthand experience into the world and sort of help people do a little bit better. It was a oh. fabulous way to make money. I'm telling you. Like, <laughs> I loved it. I loved it. I loved it. Are you still doing it just amidst COVID? So I'm just finishing up my last contract now. I've actually taken on more of a culinary marketing role now. So I'm actually working for a restaurant here in Toronto and I manage all of their marketing side of things because that's actually what I went to school for. So I'm now working in the restaurant world, still running the blog just by myself, trying to have a baby, trying to keep fit, manage a pandemic mentality and keep up with Black Lives Matter. I mean, it's a really fun time to be alive. I think uh, we're all just lucky we're still breathing at this point. And, and you want to bring a baby into this. <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah, Baby or two. I mean, you know, do they come in? Like, is there a discount for two at once? I'm not super sure, but I'm going to figure that one out. <laughs> but you have fun trying. Uh, that's right. That's right. We do keep trying. It just doesn't seem to stick. But, you know, we'll, we'll just keep giving it the good old try. <laughs> <laughs> What have you been eating during this pandemic since you're the culinary sort of guy? So, went full on crazy COVID-19 in the beginning, had a sourdough starter that turned into like this <laughs> sour smelling awful thing. Um, did the banana bread thing, did the whole uh, juice cleanse thing. Now it's just, we're just trying to sort of just eat a little bit healthier. I will say I have never drank more in my entire life. Uh, which is always an interesting addition. I don't know how I'm going to go back to the office and not have a glass of wine at 10 a.m. I just don't know how I'm going to do it. So we'll we'll really see how that transition happens. Have you really have you really been doing it at 10 a.m.? Because Jenna, you should share your rule. Jenna got out of hand at 10 a.m., so she implemented a rule. Three p.m. No drinking, until after three p.m. Okay, and that's and that works for you. I mean, some. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I don't do it every day at 10 a.m. by any means. You have to understand that um, the culinary marketing side of my life, I work with a company out of London 
So I can start as early as 5 a.m. some days on their time, which is 10 a.m. So we can get a little, by 10 a.m., yeah, maybe I'm having a little class of wine outside on the patio. I'm not going to lie about that. Welcome to COVID-19, Daniel. That's Mimosas are a breakfast drink for a reason. Yeah, so sure. are Caesars. That's right. All of those involve fruit. So yeah. there you go. I'm pretty sure there's some European countries that have wine over lunch. Uh, when I worked downtown, I used to have wine at lunch all the time. As you, I think as you should. It's market research and you're supporting the economy. That's, you know, you're, a, you're a hero, Gemma. Maybe That's this is a sign. <laughs> she is a hero. Um, this may be a sign of a deeper problem, but my thing is when I have one at lunch, I can't stop. I can't no, just I'm have one. <laughs> All keep the time. Going. And then by three o'clock, I'm in bed and I'm asleep and I'm like, what's happening? You know what I mean? We're trying to make a baby again. It's just a, it's a vicious cycle. It's true. It's very hey, true. So speaking of wine, do you know the sparkling winos? Yes, I There's, do know them. Do you? Are you friends? Are you like frenemies? No, no. We definitely are friends. Jeff we, and Mike, right? To, what's that? Jeff and Mike, I think. Are Jeff and Mike, that's right. I don't know yeah. them. I just know uh, them. They're lovely. They're lovely, lovely, lovely. So they both respectively had pretty strong social media channels. Um, both really loved wine and started something really popular and created this beautiful channel where people can go and check out all their wine knowledge and follow along on their adventures. They're lovely, lovely boys. And fabulous gays like us. Yeah, I mean, I just don't think you and I could ever create the content. We just drink the wine. So, Definitely. I mean, it would just be counterproductive, right? Yeah. I mean, we'd enjoy it, but would we ever get to creating the image? I don't know. We'll see. They're not one of those people that taste and spit, are they? Uh, well, I mean, to each their own. I've never been known to spit ever. So, that's my take on it. Hey, life. if you want to go there, you know what? Now that I'm single again, I've yeah, realized okay, please. it's easier to swallow than spit. It is, what, Jenna, what, it is. Because you just chug it down and when you're spitting, you have to like taste it twice. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to get past the chug it down action that you, you know, just exactly did. You know exactly what I'm talking about. It was, I mean, it was a pretty aggressive, aggressive image there for a second, Jesse. Uh, <laughs> but I will say, the swallowing thing, just get it over, be a trooper, get past it. Because the spitting is a process, right? You've got to get up, stumble in the dark. You don't even know where the bathroom is. It's a lot of just choices. And so naked spitting. Oh, was that? I missed that, Jenna. <laughs> I said I wasn't ready for this conversation yet. Well, we you're welcome. You're walk. welcome. Um, what's next, Jesse? Shall we talk about thong sizes, cock rings? I'm ready. Let's do this. Like, you know this program. We pivot. We can go from blogs and professionalism to hard sex. So right. whatever you want. And Perfect. the other thing about swallowing is the guys really appreciate it. They, they do. They do. They really do. Now, two schools of thought, though. They appreciate it, and they're like, thanks for that get out, or thanks for that let's kiss. There's very diverse thought topics here. So I'm curious, what is the word on the single streets these days? Well, <laughs> I haven't had a lot of practice, but... Uh, no, virginal. I'm totally accurate. <laughs> I'm just all the different textures in my mouth right now. <laughs> yeah, but you don't feel them if you swallow it down. I'm telling you. You're not chewing, Jenna. I don't, like, that's like... Where is she? I, um, he needs to drink some You know water. what, though? You know what? That you okay. say that I guess all men, gay or straight, appreciate it. Because straight men talk about it all the time. Do you swallow? It's like bonus points. I don't think ever in all of my dating did I ever have someone spit. Ever. I mean, wow. I've dated a lot of troopers, I guess. I'm not sure. Um, or you're a fan of pineapple. 
I mean, I do take care of my boys. Um, <laughs> that's a lot of in, in, innuend innuendos, that's the word? Yeah, innuendos. That's... So let's talk about Julio. <laughs> let's talk about him. So you recently had a blog post talking about spending so much more time at home with your husband. Yes. Has that been good or bad? So in the beginning, I think everybody during all of this really went through shock. You know what I mean? Uh, nobody could believe it was happening. We were all just stuck at home, didn't know what to do. I'm kind of a homebody, actually, to be honest. I love being at events and, and being busy, but I would love to just come home, like eat a pizza and relax on the couch. Um, Julio, on the other hand, is much more independent. So he loves his alone time. Uh, we're lucky that we rent a three-story townhouse in Toronto, so we have different floors that we can sort of have our own time by ourselves. Um, but yeah, it's been, it's been a challenge. I'm not gonna lie, relationships right now are under a lot of stress, right? You're sort of having to, it's almost like you're dating the person all over again, you're spending so much time together. We've been together for almost eight years now, sort of. Well, I wanna echo that the separate spaces are key. The only reason my last relationship lasted as long as it did is because we always had separate bedrooms. And I used to talk about this on the radio and people would call in, I was nuts, but Oprah endorsed it one time. And ever since then, I've been holding on to that fact that a lot of houses are built with two separate bedrooms. Quiet, Jenna, you know, and- relationship advice from Oprah. <laughs> and I'm gonna just say this, uh, Jesse, I, I love you, baby, and I want you to be the Canadian Oprah, but you know it's because Oprah doesn't like men, right? Like I think that that's pretty <laughs> common knowledge that that's why they had separate okay. bedrooms. I mean, I'm just saying, if you're watching this, Oprah, I'm sorry, um, please invite me on your show. I'd love to be on it, whatever you're doing these days. Dear Mark Zuckerberg, if you're listening, awesome. I'd love an endorsement deal. Anyone out there on the internet that wants to pay me, I'm ready. Let's do it. Except for Mr. Trump. Um, nothing to do with him, please. Yeah. Yeah. No, thank but, you. So, but I, I, just, you I find it fascinating. The separate bedroom things I've heard. I have a lot of friends that have done it. I don't know if I could do it. If I'm okay, so although you have separate spaces, you still sleep together. Yes. Yeah. The bed thing is an important one for me. Okay. I don't know why. It's just that that's like, uh, that's a big deal. How long have you guys been together? So, uh, we will be, it's our fifth wedding anniversary in December. Um, we very publicly were separated for a year, which everybody knows about, so it's not anything I'm not, not able to talk about. Um, and then we were dating three years prior to that. So we've been together almost eight years. Okay, are you, do you still cuddle? <laughs> yes. Yes, but I'm like, as you can tell, I'm a little bit on like the jacked side now. So I'm much larger than my husband. He's a little twink like Jesse. Um, so when I like hold on to him, he gets too hot. So he's constantly pushing me off of him, so. Thank you yeah. for saying that. He's much You're thinner so, than me. I got that in, I got that in really well. I just like that, nice little plug. Yeah. What happens to twinks when they're no longer twinks? I don't know, I'm still trying to figure that out. I'm not super sure. Um, I feel like they lose all their hair, they get a little baby belly, and they turn into a Teletubby. <laughs> so when I hear the word twink, I always think of Twinkies, right? Because then the desserts, so I'm like, maybe they grow into eclairs. Well, then I mean, they, there's a lot of cream on the inside of an eclair, and there's a lot of twinks usually inside of a twink as well. So there you go. Finale. Just a sophisticated yeah. thinking. I do really like the snack tangents that we've gone on, though. I yes. do really enjoy this process. Are you salty or sweet? See, I'm a Libra, so it's got to be both. Okay, I'm a Libra too. This is why we get along, but I am always sweet. That's the one thing I can actually make a decision about. Valid. Okay, so if I had to pick one like flavor, it's actually spicy for me. I crave spicy food. Um, but if I have sweet, I have to have a little bit of sweet and a little bit of salty. Always. Always. What's the spiciest thing you've ever had to eat? 
Oh, a ghost pepper, like a fresh one. Did you eat it? I did. Yeah, I did. I was traveling in Mexico. I was in the countryside. It was on a press trip, and they just dared a bunch of us to do it, and I did it. It was did more. It? it was more unpleasant on the way out than it was on the way in, if I'm being perfectly honest. Um, but I, I love spicy food. It's, it's definitely something that I can handle. Now I hear with ghost peppers, like we we did it once. I don't know if we were there, Jesse, but we did it at the radio station. We tried like a little bit of a chocolate bar. I tried like the tiniest bit, um, and it, that was hot enough. And I like some heat, but I yeah. hear that you start to hallucinate when it gets to a certain. Well, it all depends, right? I mean, it depends if it's dehydrated because then there's less water, which means the spices are more concentrated or if it's pickled or if it's coated in sugar. Like there's so many ways to ingest it. A fresh pepper, any fresh pepper is going to be hot, but not anywhere near as hot as if like you cooked it and you intensified the oils. So actually eating a fresh hot pepper of any kind is going to be the easiest way for you to eat it. Good to know. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm like, I went too deep thinking about the, the pepper preparation process there. <laughs> I mean, listen, we're, we've literally talked about everything and anything. So you ask, I'll tell you. Well, speaking of pepper preparation, though, because I've been using jalapenos, fresh jalapenos a lot in my salads and everything like that. Um, you have to wear gloves for that. Right? I mean, any special tricks to not, because they'll burn your hands for hours. They burn your hands? Yeah, you've never had that happen? No. I don't know. I don't cook enough. <laughs> <laughs> Jesse, what was the last time you ate is the question, I think. <laughs> oh, God, I love you. Oh, Jesse, darling. Forever. Um, I don't think I've ever had to use gloves to, to cut a pepper. Okay. 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 You Jesse? No, I really don't. I'm going to cut up a hot pepper now just to test that, I promise. Jalapeno at my house. Okay. I will drop it off for you. Okay, okay perfect. I will tune into that. Maybe and if, if you are the only one burning, Jenna, I think you need to see a dermatologist, maybe. Um, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what that means. Like, I've never heard of that reaction, but I'm curious to learn. And if you do need uh, a dermatologist, I clearly know one. So there you go. Here's the topic that you two can bond over because you're both tattoo fans. Um, And I don't have any tattoos. And I was floored when I saw the chest piece you got, Daniel. I sure do. I don't, you can't show us right now, obviously, but well, we should put a picture. What is it? It's a wolf? Like, it's a, it's a, so it's a wolf. Yeah. So I had the word always tattooed over my heart because I've always been a hopeless romantic. Uh, I've got a heartbeat over the other side of my chest. Then there's a wolf and there's peonies everywhere. So feel free to throw that photo up there. Shamelessly plug my body. It looks fabulous. Um, but yeah, that took 16 hours. It was, it was pretty intense. Not going to lie. But I love tattoos. I think they're a great way to express yourself. I've got a lot of them now. Okay, so you don't just have the chest piece? No, so I have the chest piece. I have a little rose for my dad. I have a Quetzal, which is the national bird of Guatemala. I have me, oh God, me drawn as an anime. That's my husband who drew that. I have three little hearts. Two girls and I, after 15 years of friendships, got that. I have some Pokemon on my leg. You know, I'm a little bit all over the place. Tell us the one that people don't normally see. The chest piece. Yeah. Um, Uh, The chest piece, and there's actually actually an an interesting hot topic. There's a quote on my ribs from my ex. Uh, I was engaged before I met my husband, and it's in his handwriting. And it's always been a little point of contention. I'm thinking about covering it up, but it was a quote that he wrote, and I was very moved by it. And it reminded me to forgive him after everything, after our breakup. So 
Yeah, I'm that person. Kumbaya, my lord. So, but no, but if that was a, a bone of contention with you and Julio now, is that what you're saying? Or just yeah. for yourself? Yeah, well, it was. think about it. You're dating somebody oh. and you see their ex's handwriting on their body. That's a lot, right? So I get, I kind of get it. Um, but for me, it was sort of a healing process thing. That's what I needed. My question is, is would you go and get something from Julio now? Oh yeah, hundred percent. Well, that's kind of what this is. So you'll have to like flip your screen, but it's like kind of like half a face. If I put it here, so oh, you guys can see it. Yeah, it's upside down so that it faces this. I'm not standing up. I'm not wearing any pants. Um, but it's a Zoom call. Who puts pants on? No. Um, so Julio drew it, and I had a tattooed on me. That's that's kind of Julio's thing, if you think about it. But yes, I think tattoos for me are about expressing something or remembering something. I can't fucking stand people who are like, here's my pizza slice. Why is it? I like pizza. That's, I don't get it. That doesn't make any sense to me. <sighs> That's kind of how I feel about a lot of white people with Asian writing on them. And I'm so sorry. Oh God. It, but Every time that somebody shows it to me and like a friend translates to fat, ugly pig or something like that, I'm like, you deserve that. You deserve that. You deserve that. You pay $10 for it in an Asian country, you deserve that. Yeah, I, I, and it just seems so odd to me, like a symbol of like, that says water. I'm like, what if I wrote water in English on my arm or wherever? Everybody be like, do you have a deficiency? Are you dehydrated? Like, it's, well, yeah. it's very pretentious. For me, it's, it's, the, it's the horn or the- Barbed wire. The, so, oh my God, that's so, just every gay porn star on the planet. Like, you know what? That dates you. That like puts you firmly in the late '90s. It's the same as those people you see that have the polio shot, the scar. Yes. It's, you know how old they are. The same with the barbed wire. <laughs> yeah. I'm t Next is these bands, right? The lesbians and their bands. I yeah. can't do it. I just can't. When I got my chest piece finished, there was actually a lesbian getting her band done, and she was screaming so goddamn fucking loud. I had to put earmuffs on. I'm not even kidding. It was terrifying. Okay, like I've had I've had a few tattoos in some weird places. Not weird places, but you know, at the bottom of my wrist. And it hurt, but never would I ever scream. I mean, I was really excited for a story there, Jenna. I was really excited for like a really like enter here somewhere on your body. You know what I mean? Like that's what I was waiting for. And then it went to bottom of the wrist. All right. Yeah, exactly. No, <laughs> the, only, the only good story I have is I have a tattoo I've never seen. Okay. That's, I feel like that's you and me and a bottle of wine that off of camera. And I feel like it's there it is. All right. A bottle of tequila and a Xanax and then Bob's your uncle in Florida. Always oh, have to be cool. so much. I think you and I just have officially bonded. Jesse, you're right. Well played. I knew well it. Played. Yeah. You, you tattoo people always do. It's like the one thing. I'm, I Look how mad they both got. I am um, <laughs> I still want one. I just don't know. I'm a, I'm non-committal as a Libra, so I'm scared to, to get one, but maybe one day. Um, okay, so we're almost out of time, but let's just quickly, we're talking to Daniel Reyes. Are you Dan or Daniel these days? I know oh, you as Daniel. I go, yeah, I go by both. The only one I don't go by is Danny, and I realized when I met Julio, he's the only person that has ever been able to call me Danny, and I don't want to punch in the face. So uh, Dan or Daniel, both, either one works. All right, do the Daniel.com. That's the website. Let's ask you some real quick rapid fire questions, okay? Do you ready? It. Yes. See how quick you are. If you could be any animal, which would it be and why? A wolf, uh, because of the tattoo. And it means something special to me. Next. Ooh, that's another <laughs> interview. Yes, it is. Is there a blog about that? It's coming. All right. Next one. If uh, what if, what <laughs> what supply in your house is running low? 
uh, alcohol always. So <laughs> alcohol sponsors, feel free to send it my way. Yes. What's your favorite sex position? Oh, reverse cowgirl. Oh. COVID safe. <laughs> and it's a great angle to watch. So there you go. Oh, there, that was my next question. And you just answered it. Yep. All right, one more. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, that one was too deep. Um, <laughs> what if you could have a superpower? What the weather, I always wanted to be Storm. She's the best X-Men, hands down. <clears throat> I can't answer that question, it's too hard. I always be, want to say like invisible, oh, and then I always land on the, remember the secret world of Alex Mack where she could turn into a puddle? Yes. I think I'd want to do that because then you could sneak in places. I'm, I mean, what do you want to be, Jenna? Invisible? Mind control, mind control. The good one, it That's is a good one. one. Yeah. <laughs> good one. Turn into a fucking puddle. I told I you know. I'm single in quarantine. I want to see some puddles. Jesse, what kind of porn are you watching right now? <laughs> I feel like we're going down some octopus porn pathway. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that's some water, some tentacles. If only you knew. I just finished reading a fascinating book called The Soul of an Octopus. And octopi, octopuses? I don't know. But they're really intelligent creatures. Yeah, I'm convinced they're aliens, actually. Me too. I also really like to watch ancient aliens. It's kind of my, like, guilty pleasure on television. And that shit always gets me going. I'm like, oh, we are the aliens from the future. It's nonsense like that on a regular basis. Oh, yeah. My mom's obsessed with that show, and Jenna's 90 Day Fiance is the other one. I refuse to go anywhere near that. I just, <gasps> I, I can't do it. I just can't. I can't. I just can't. Like, that's, I, it's, it's I'm a bad gay. I'm a bad gay. I don't, I just, I can't bring myself to do it. Guys, I got into like 20 minutes into the first episode of Tiger King and I had to turn it off. Like, it I just, I don't. second. <laughs> okay, what are you, what are you watching right now? Quick, we gotta go. RuPaul, we started it from season one. Like, the shitty filter and we got ourselves all the way up to season 12. Which has inspired the drag content. That's what we're going to be doing. All right. And we will follow that drag content on dothedaniel.com. And you're do the Daniel on all social platforms, too. All social platforms. You find me and slide into my DMs. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Daniel Reyes, dothedaniel.com. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, guys. Have a great night. Cheers. Cheers.